Welcome back to Shit Talk. This is our week seven preview, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I have Will back. It's exciting. We're going to put a little bit more energy in Will. I think there's no better way to start this episode than to maybe maybe take a, a caller, right? Yeah, I think we have a we have a caller on line one. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to you, caller caller from New Jersey. Hey guys, uh, this is Marco from New Jersey, uh, small town Cedar Grove. Quick question: uh, What the hell is Salomon Glazer? Uh, let's see, what are the other teams? Uh, you know, even even Will Dalton. You know, there's a bunch of one win teams and. Nobody's looking to to make any trades. You think they all just go out to dinner and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Jerk yeah. each other off. You know. You know, Marco. That's a that's a great um, a great question. Who is this clown? Who is this clown? <laughs> yeah, I, I never. Said I'll hang you up waited an hour in this phone line just to say that. Um, yeah, I think I think that we need to we need to set boundaries here, and the boundaries are that there are no boundaries. Um, let's start by talking about Ryan Salomon. I, I think that he is probably public enemy number one. And before you guys chime in, what do you think of the idea of me issuing a, a trade embargo on Ryan Salomon and nobody <laughs> makes a trade with him? <laughs> because at this point, it. it's just bullshit. Yeah. I, um, Marco, you go ahead. I feel like I'm going to let you take center stage today. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing in all seriousness, like me and Ryan, like we made a trade yesterday. Everybody saw that. Um, but really for the past few weeks, like we had gone back and forth talking about players and I'm sure he has with other people. And like, you know, a common theme across the league was that, you know, his asking price is outrageous and, you know, I don't know if he thought maybe he had some leverage that he didn't or or he did maybe, um, but just the outrageous pricing to, to some of his players. So <clears throat> just a little bit how, you know, kind of insight to, to our deal and how it kind of unfolded yesterday. Basically, a couple nights ago, I just sent him a, a trade offer for for Barkley. And I said, you know, I sent you an offer. I'm serious about him. Like, take or leave it right there. Like uh, just kind of, just kind of showing them. Cause we had just been going back and forth over texts and you know, those don't mean anything, but I sent him the offer. So I think he took me a bit more seriously and that's why we were able to land a deal. But wow. Uh, some of his pricing, like I, I asked him about Chris Godwin and mm-hmm. some of his other receivers. I and... Chris Godwin on the podcast and I'm not a fan of his anymore. No. No, so I'm just kind of curious to hear your guys' experience with it, trading with him and kind of yeah. some of the outrageous shit that he said. Well, I think that the most outrageous thing is, like you said, the high prices is one thing, but if you have these high prices and then you go ahead and trade a top-tier wide receiver for nothing to Kleban, it's just bullshit. Yeah. Because- I- Cleveland I mean, having yeah. to give up a 2025 first and fucking Nelson Aguilar is a crime against humanity and should be punishable by death. Like, I, I, I agree. A 2025 pick, and I've said this before and I'll keep saying it. I, it's like, I feel like I'm losing the battle on this argument because it keeps happening. But you're living in fantasy land if you're valuing 2025 draft picks at all. I don't care it's if it's a even, first or a fourth. It's not even like, sure, 
a 2025 pick can be in a trade as like a, a, a throw in. But if you're building your trade around right. that pick, especially for a star player, it's just, it, it's, I, I'm mind, I was mind blown when I saw that trade. I think yeah. I think the whole thing too, uh, just kind of the the process that he's going at, and like I get it, he's he wants to rebuild. Um, even though I, I think coming into the year, he shouldn't have just traded some of his players because I, I thought he still had a decent team and a shot to to win. But you know that was his decision. But what really confuses me with him is that like he trades his his star player in Saquon Barkley, and then immediately all of those players that I traded to him he's putting on the trade block kind of showing that he's not really he can't be that interested in them uh if he's if he's putting them on the trade block right away and like he he traded Barkley for those guys so I kind of unsure what he's looking to do and well yeah um, I mean I sorry to cut you off there Marco but my my opinion on this whole thing is I mean what what does Ryan have like 20 draft picks over the next three years at this point I like he's going to have to cut like starting players right now, or I don't know, like it's going to be a huge roster turnover. You don't have that many roster spots. Yeah. And I, it's just, I know I jokingly put the, the, the meme, like the very strange trade meme, but these trades are very strange. They make no sense. And I think it's funny how he said today in the chat that the store is always open for business. And I said, is it? And I think that he thought that I was serious, but that was very sarcastic. Because yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like one of those like stores on a very like, in like Beverly Hills where like, sure, the store is open, but they're just showcasing expensive things that nobody's going to buy. But are they, I mean, outside of Barkley, like, oh, he's are got they enough. that expensive? Well, they're not supposed to, they shouldn't be. Right. I think Ryan's gotten rid of most, if not all, of his good players. So we can probably see like a, a dip in, in Ryan content. Right. And, and Ryan forward. Ryan is not he's he's not trading Chris Godwin because it's a very weak wide receiver class and yeah. He sees Godwin as part of his future, which is weird, but whatever. Yeah. Next next up, I think I think that kind of leads into a note that that Marco sent both you and I will, where people are under the impression that, that rebuild rebuilding is easy. Um, well, and it's fast. Yeah, and I think, like, kind of a general topic. I know we we started with Ryan, but I think this can be true for everyone. It's week seven. I think a lot of people have already like self-identified where they stand in the league. So it's either you're buying or you're selling, and everybody because of that has like just these super rich, like steep demands on trade talks that it's becoming like toxic when i try to reach out to somebody because i i send like a more than fair deal and i get like denied straight away um yeah and i think that kind of goes into what you're saying adam where people are being like oh you know i'll rebuild and i'll charge a fucking you know expensive price i'll 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 make them buy the moon for like my you know my wide receiver four i don't know why it's so hard to get some players now but I think everyone's etched and and just backed into their corner and they're like just really feisty right now. And I don't know if you, I, I'm personally thinking of one person in particular that this relates to. I don't know if you have the same people, the same person in mind. Um, who are you thinking about when you're talking about that? Well, um, I mean, we start with Ryan, obviously, but he, that's been the case with Ryan for weeks. But right. I've, I've also run into to instances with both Glazer and Cohen where yep. I've come out of those trade talks very unhappy. 
Yeah, I I would have to agree. My my conversations with Glazer over the past two days have been very frustrating. And I think Marco has a good word to summarize Glazer's um, actions. Marco, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, the 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 word I'll use is cheesy, um, and I'll I'll tell you why. <laughs> so the reason why I'm using cheesy to describe Glazer's antics is because prior to so prior to me reaching out to Ryan about Saquon. You know, naturally, I was looking for a running back. I see mm-hmm. he's got one win. Um, so I inquired about Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And right. he was, like, completely not prepared for to talk about a Derrick Henry trade, um, which is surprising. Sure. Uh, but, you know, so we started getting into talks a little bit. And, you know, obviously, obviously, I understand that I have to give up a, a lot for Henry, but you know, his asking price kind of starting with Michael Pittman and Gabe Davis is, is kind of head scratching and like back to the point of just these steep demands. And like, you know, I think all of us as, as fantasy team owners, uh, it's our responsibility to identify kind of the other teams and sort of figuring out on our own, like players that just aren't going to be traded Mm-hmm. Um, and, pl- and players that are available and, and yep. kind of giving realistic uh, deals in that sense. And so, you know, obviously I came back and said, no, Pittman and, and Davis are off the table. And I, I threw out a name just not even to be a, the focal point of a deal, but just to kind of get a sense uh, of his of his feeling towards. And I and I asked him about Sky Moore, um, which kind of leads me into one of the one of the, the points that I shared with you guys earlier is kind of this, this attitude of what have you done for me lately uh, that I feel like a lot of owners are, are kind of have, have this mentality and, you know, a guy like Sky Moore, I get it. He's a rookie. He hasn't really done a whole lot this year, but if you take a deeper dive, you'll see that the Kansas city chiefs have two receivers that are going to be free agents at the end of the year who are not, um, really worth signing back in Juju and Nicole Hardman. So where does that leave Sky Moore? And you know the fact that he has stability there with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Just <laughs> just some of those some of those reasonings are why you would trade for a player. Um, Mark, Marco's just using his airtime to just sell us all of his players. <laughs> so 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 nah. <laughs> so. Um, this is yeah. a, this is an infomercial, Marco. The way the way I took your word cheesy was like how Glazer and I don't know if this is your guys' experience or other people listening to this, but Glazer likes to paint me a picture when he's when he's offering me a trade. He likes to sell me on his fantasy of how I yep. should be thinking. So I feel like I've been cheesed all over my face from Glazer. <laughs> I've been glazed in cheese, and I just want that to be on the record, Glazer. I think you got to tone it down with the glazing of the cheese, buddy. Yeah, I I can go back to my conversation with Glazer from earlier today where I literally had a quote that says, don't spew that BS. Yeah, so, he did it to me last night too, Adam. He did it multiple times to me so, last night. I, you know, and I, I kind of just want to touch on this. And, and I know that, Will, you've expressed how much you hate it. But mo- mostly everyone uses these these dynasty trade value like yep. calculators, right? That's fair. Yep. Yep, I, I I can't say I do. I don't. It's, fully, no, that's good for you, Marco. Yeah, because... that's good. But I don't fully rely on them. But when it comes to trades, and I'm trying to prove a point, sometimes I'll throw up a little screenshot. And when I was told that an offer that I made was not fair, 
and that a counter was worth double the player, I had to just go in and, and check it. And I sent him a screenshot and, and Glazer still stands on the hill that, that Leonard Fournette is worth a first round pick and two seconds, including Ryan's from this year. So that's just like uh, gross, but I, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I know exactly what you mean, Adam. I don't want to get too far into it, but I was unaware of this website until Glazer just threw it in my face one day. And I was just, I was fucking playing Halo and Glazer's texting me trying to like, tell me how I can't afford his players based on this website. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden when I, when I propose stuff to Glazer that favors him and it says, Hey, you're winning this deal. He, he says it's not even close. So right. that, that's kind of where I'm That's going. the most okay. annoying part in all of it. Right. I, I only use it to show the people that have used it on me that what I am offering is fair and what they are offering is insane. And I said this, I said this pre-show for everyone who's been on the show, you know, that there's a pre-show I'm tired of being frustrated in trade talks. Nobody wants to actually make a trade. Everyone want, just wants to blue ball me and I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yep. Amen to that, dude. It's, All it's right. bad. It's bad right now. We need, let's, we need people to start being more realistic. Let's, let's quickly go through week six and then we'll go through week seven and then we'll probably get back to this throughout the time. Um, one major note that I had from week six, and Will, I texted you this on Sunday or Monday. I said, have you looked at Powell's team? And until the Monday night game, he had zero total bench points. And it was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Now, yeah, he wound I mean... up getting six from Latavius Murray. <laughs> but to have an entire deep bench with zero total points is so impressive. Yeah, this is a dynasty league, so we have, what, like 12 players on our bench? Um, I don't know if it's, like, impressive in a good way or a bad way. Like, I mean, he had, like, a bunch of players on by, so he, I guess he – I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. It's fun. It's, it's very hard to get zero points on your bench. It is. Um, and he only finished with 75, so he wasn't working with a shit ton either. But um, Powell's come back to earth a little bit, and Cohen won big, and Cohen's four and two. Um, yeah, which I think is great for the league. Now, let, let me ask you two, because you guys are both cleared ones and two in the league. Um, how threatened are you by Cohen right now? <laughs> Marco's going to have a better answer than me, but I'm not. I'm uh, not I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's his team is drastically improved. But, like, I mean, at the same time, when you look at the points, uh, points, like, scored, uh, he's nowhere close to – to me and Adam and, and even Jake really. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's kind of in a category of his own where he's like the fourth best team. Uh, he's got some really good young players, but I also think like he's got, he's, he's also got some older players and Kittle and Brandon cooks and which uh, uh, it brings us to the trade that we didn't talk about. <laughs> we did not talk about the Cohen and Glazer trade. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into ahead, it. <laughs> Which was just, Cohen texted me asking me to, like, basically tell him that I thought the trade was good. And I could not do that. Because I couldn't defend it for either side. So I'm scrolling right now just to look back at this trade. Two days ago. Two days ago. And, no, not the Kenny Galladay one. (laughs) Not that one. So, yeah. I, I'll, I'll jump in here while Marco takes a look at this. Um, I'm a little biased, but I, I was trying to trade for Brandon Cooks at the time. And um, 
Glazer actually never even like countered or asked me about a counter before he went and accepted the steal. And I didn't even want George Kittle, but I still felt like my offer was better than what Cohen gave for both of those players. Um, I won't get into it, but yeah, go ahead, Marco. What what did you offer him? Curious. Um, I offered him similar deal. I just don't think I don't think the Baltimore running backs are worth shit anymore. Um, at least J.K. Dobbins is kind of overrated. I mean, he's worth something, but he hasn't done anything in this league. And Glazer told me my players weren't good enough because they they don't have any good outlook in this league. So I don't know. It was another it was another point of contention between me and Glazer. I would just like to before you go, Marco. Um, the reason why I don't understand the trade for either side, um, Cohen continues to give away his young pieces for old pieces when he's not going to win a championship this year. So <laughs> it just doesn't really, it didn't make sense to me there. And then Glazer trading his, I mean, two, I'm going to say valuable pieces The the Glazer tight end saga makes no sense, but not yeah. draft <laughs> picks, not getting draft so picks. So rotating tight end spot. Yeah, so it's like the fifth tight end that uh, Glazers traded this year, including Taysom Hill. To me, it it makes no sense. So, Marco, go ahead. Yeah, and just just looking at all these players in the deal, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, what in terms of like long term, what's the upside in Gus Edwards, Dalton Schultz, Terrace Marshall? I mean, I I drafted Terrace Marshall. He's he's horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll say like I I fucking blew that 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 draft pick, um, and then George Kittle. I mean, he's on his way out. Brandon Cooks is like all right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how it really helps either team. Uh, Glazer also told me when we were in trade talks that he still thinks he can run the table and make the playoffs. Um. <laughs> but he's selling he's like he's actively selling though it's 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 funny i think yeah i think it's a leverage tactic yeah um just to flip it back to week six um just like i had mentioned with the wet blanket that it was gonna be a, a, a shitty week it wound up being a pretty shitty week um yeah. we had ryan getting his first win Sure, whatever, fine. Ninety-four to seventy. Yeah, so. just like a, a gross game. Um, I, I, Durs put up more points than he thought than I thought he was going to have. I wish he was ca- kind of competitive. Um, Marco, you steamrolled Glazer. That made me happy. Um, and then Will, I, I actually I thought you were going to win this one. I did too, man. I did too. Demoralized. Um, it wasn't like obviously one twenty-five could be better, but I, you know, it sucks. I think I have the most points scored against me this year. I think that's the case in the entire league history. I was looking at that the other day. I don't know, man. Me it's, too. I, it's so hard. It's so hard. Life is hard. Um, but, yeah, we continue on. At least I have Heller this week, right? I have to win that one. <laughs> I hope so. For your sake. <laughs> I mean, that's... I'm actually – if you want to go to week seven now, Adam, I have a 63% chance to beat Will's AIDS, a.k.a. Heller, <laughs> my own creation. Um, I think – I don't think there's a player on Heller's team I'm scared of. And if I don't win this game, then you guys can have like the complete rest of my team because I will quit this league. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really hope you win this. Actually, no, I hope you lose because of the content that would come from it. But this is (laughs) clearly the Baby Dolls box game of the week. This is the content, though. It's like that GIF on Twitter now where it's like the fuck around and find out. 
you know you know that with the whiteboard has anybody seen that yeah yes, yeah yeah so that's that, that's me like the content is the fuck around and then the find out is me committing suicide <laughs> next tuesday so i i don't think you want that adam i mean maybe you do i don't know um no um i don't want it but also the more you fuck around the more you'll find out so what do you um, think what do you guys think is the game of the week um the game of the week is is very clearly yeah me against cleveland it is it is and you have a tough tough schedule right i mean you have some bi players am i am i wrong i have a i have a tough week like a tough lineup this week i have josh on on a bye and then i have all of my eagles on a bye um tough that it kind of winds up this way um kind of jake has a very good chance to win jake does have a good chance of winning the rest of my schedule though I, i don't really have this bad of bye issues um I was feeling pretty good until the bullshit DeAndre Hopkins trade. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what we'll see what that's like. We'll, I mean, we'll see. It could be a week back. Or... Yeah. Um, on you... that, on the DeAndre Hopkins note, did you see that he had a like a like a I'm coming back yes. tweet? Yeah. The first ever comeback tweet after a PED suspension. Yeah, as if we <laughs> wronged him in some way. <laughs> Very funny. I kind yeah. of respect it. Hey, hey, that guy's worth a 2025 first, so no joking around. <laughs> guys, where do you think you see, like, Jake's team going after this year? Because, I mean, I looked at his picks. He has nothing. practically nothing. I mean, the, the cover is, yeah. is bare. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this. I think we've talked about this pretty much every single episode we've ever We done. have. But there's, and- there's one thing you guys are forgetting, that as soon as the offseason kicks in, 2026 picks are available, and all of a sudden Jake's back in it. Because yeah. Ryan will gobble that shit up. Right. Somebody has to value him. No, I think that I said this, I don't remember how many weeks ago, but I think I said it to Glazer when he was on that Cleveland's team is, is the team that he has for the next like three years. This is the team that he's locked in with. Yeah. And it's like not even fun to like point out how like when it does crumble on him, it's going to be like an epic collapse. I don't but know. It's just, we all know it's going to happen. Yeah. But, but then again, he's probably going to trade rape somebody. I don't know how he does it. It's in, it's insane. I don't want to talk about it, Marco. That was a bad leading question for me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to sorry to bring it up and uh, haunt you. <laughs> no, it's a it's, good it really sucks. I I actually let me let me cut in here. You guys know how I've been on a clean like Jake's my best friend kick the last few weeks. Yep. Um, I take it all back. Thank he you. He was he was not a graceful winner last week. He shoved it in my face. I still lost to him, even though I was trying to be nice to him. So I, I'm Adam. I'm back. You can welcome me back. Thank we're on the we're on the back. again so keep it going keep it going you um, gotta win yeah i really i don't really see many many paths of victory for me this week um i'm, I'm hopeful but not optimistic um yeah. just a, uh, a tough schedule tough scheduling from the commissioner there um moving on the Cohen Glazer, that game's going to be pretty good, but also that's a good one. Um, I really, I think I hope that. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm in the team of pro chaos, so I hope Glazer wins this game, because then Cohen will not be on his win streak anymore, and Glazer will think he's going to run the table. Therefore, it will just create chaos, and I'm here for it. <sighs> Marco, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see how this how this game goes this week. I mean, I feel like either outcome for either team 
is kind of the same. So like, like let's say Glazer wins, he goes to two and five. He thinks he can run the table. Uh, realistically, I don't think he can. So it kind of gives him false hope. And then if, you know, if, if he loses, he goes to one and six. I guess he sells. I mean, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't just, just based on how he values the players, but I don't know. I, I feel like this game and like on the other side too, if, if Cohen wins, he thinks he can compete with the top teams, which he can't, or at least I don't think he can. Uh, he can't, he can't No, And then if he loses, like who knows, he might try and just, rebuild I, I don't know I don't know I think I think it's tough because I think Glazer um can kind of see the writing on the wall and yeah his team on paper he's got some good players there and big names but I think in his heart of hearts he he kind of wants to sell right now I'm, just by talking to you guys the last 20 minutes I can tell that he's been reaching out to you just like he's been reaching out to me um so I think this is kind of like a last stand unless he makes a big trade uh before the weekend but yeah, I think I think right now it's it's kind of surprising, but Cohen has the better team. He's he's been buying all season. Um, I know Glazer's projected to win right now, but Joshua Palmer's in his flex along with Keenan Allen, who might not play. I don't know the Cortland Sutton and the Broncos have been bad. It's just it's but, a lot of um, Dalton Schultz now in the lineup. Like, is he even healthy? I guess he got no questionable mark, but I mean, I don't think any of us like Dalton Schultz. I don't know. It's going to be a close game, and I think. I think this game determines a lot of like going forward, how the, how the trade deadline works out. And obviously if Glazer loses, he's selling for sure. And I, and I think another point too, that should be, should be identified is that you got to give credit where credit's due. Like I think Cohen has done a good job putting together like a core of young running backs. And he was very aggressive in this year's draft. Mm -hmm. Um, and it paid off for him. I mean, there was other times where he was really aggressive in trades and it may have not worked out, but you, you got to give credit where credit's due. He has, he has a decent, uh, he's building a decent core. And I think he's one of the, he's clearly one of the teams uh, that's, that's on the rise. And I mean, as long as he doesn't, he doesn't trade any, any of his, his big young uh, assets. I think he's in a good position. And, uh, you know, I, I've said this about Cohen in the past, and I, I I have a lot of respect for him because he's one of a handful of people in this league that understands the value of, of his players and players around the league, which makes it, it makes number one trading with him easy, but it also is just you, you understand his thought process when he's building his team. You can't really say that for a lot of other teams. So that's... It's that's my it's interesting. Yeah, he's he's towing the line though. Like he's he's paid a lot to get these guys. I don't think he is. I mean, he's got a bunch of good young players. So like, I'm not trying to diminish that at all. But he has definitely paid his his worth. Um, he's got some older guys too. That you know, if he doesn't win it all this year, it's going to be interesting because he doesn't have elite quarterback play. Nope, he gave um, up a lot of his draft picks. Yeah, he gave up almost all of his good draft picks, if not all of them. And I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, He's definitely got to get those guys to hit and hit consistently in the future. But I think, I don't know. I hope he didn't pull the trigger one year too early. Cause I think he's going to be good again next year, but maybe not championship worthy. I feel like he'll be in a good, he'll be in a good situation. I think. And like with everybody in the league, like when you're trying to trade or something like, 
we we each side has to take some risk on this and like going back to the outrageous offers like there just needs to be risk taken um whether it's yeah. like trading young potentially promising players uh or like a, a superstar who might not have that many years left but somebody else might think they do uh i don't know it's interesting but you know to just go back to what we were talking about earlier you, you can't demand uh a bunch of already established good players uh for for one of your superstars so i guess to wrap things up uh Curious to see what Cohen does in the offseason, specifically with his receivers. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of question marks for him, and I think that his his story is probably one of the most intriguing going into the offseason. But we are still a long way away from that. Um, moving forward so, in week seven, yeah. um, two more games to go through, and then we'll have a little bit of time at the end to, to go through some last uh, notes. Um, quickly, Salomon Powell, a game that – Similar to all the games last week, I don't give a shit about. Well, this is um, – I think it's only interesting for me, guys. You guys are both 5-1. and one, But for me, I kind of need to be chasing Powell right now for one of the final playoff spots. And I was really hoping on Ryan to just pull an upset on me, and then he traded away, you know, Hopkins. And I, I feel like it's just been making – oh, he traded away Barkley too. How could I forget? Um, he's been making moves to, you know, clearly diminish his team. Obviously, I can't blame him for that, but um, it sucks. It sucks to see Powell Powell favored in this one. I, that's that's my takeaway. I was re- I'm re- I have to root for Ryan this week, and I don't think he's going to get it done for me. Yeah, I don't really. But we can move on. <clears throat> I don't think there's much to say. Yeah, Powell should win that game. Powell should win. I mean, if if it's a the division game for Lamar, so maybe he doesn't put up as many points and. And Ryan wins. Who knows? Um, but Mark- I have I have a quick point to kind of bring up. Sure. What do you think Powell does with Lamar Jackson? I offered him a very fair trade at the beginning of the season. I'm sure he's kicking himself for not taking it. I've been offering him deals for the last two years. I think he's really going to hold on to him. I mean, Powell has good player, good young players now. Like not good at the moment, but. He's got he's got guys stashed away and he's got a shit ton of draft picks. Like I think an underrated amount. Like not as much as Ryan, obviously, but I don't think he's gonna move him. I really don't. I'm pretty sure I offered him Josh Allen for Lamar in a first. And he said no. Um, but that's that's a different topic. Um I don't know what Powell's gonna do this offseason. He's kind of in a similar position with Ryan where he has too many picks and he's gonna have to cut people from his roster. So, I mean, to be fair, his bench got zero points last week. So Yeah, sure. But it, there's still a lot of picks there. If I were in either one of those positions, I would take a few, but I would use a lot to trade for people because I think there's going to be a lot of people selling in the offseason, turning the team over. Um, Marco, you played Durs this week, and the projection is a lot closer than I thought it would be. And speaking for Will as he's a projection whore, um, mm-hmm. you, you worried about that? Uh, it's, I'd be lying if I said I, I wasn't a little worried. Um, got some tough buys this week. I think, I think me acquiring Barkley certainly helps my chances a lot. Um, I also think that he just doesn't really have, like talking about Durs doesn't really have a whole lot of star power on his team, uh, and has consistently put up, just about a hundred to 120 points a week. So I, if I could, if I could hit like one thirty, um, 
I think I'll be should fine. be over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you should be fine as long as you do that. As, as I mean, this, comes on. This isn't a, a shock at all, but um, there's nobody on Durs' team who can like go out and get him thirty. Maybe Amon Ross St. Brown, but I I don't think so. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you said, if you play your game, yeah, and you show up. It's not it's not even close. I see a lot of guys on your team that can outscore their projection. I don't see that on Durs' team. So- it, it's kind of nice that this was your bye week hell. Um, there's being one of the lowest projected teams on a regular basis. Yeah, it, and it, it's and looking to you... sell. What Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore is on the block. Yeah, wow, big big news here. He's big on, news on the block in the NFL. <laughs> Anybody want to hear about some 2024 prospects? Yeah, let's just list them. <laughs> just go down the line. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, echoing what Will said, good week to start Corey Davis and Al Jazeera. <laughs> I love Al Jazeera. <laughs> um, but yeah, this week, I think that we, we kind of have entered this um, this run in fantasy football, especially in a dynasty league where there's gonna, a lot of games that just don't matter or don't mean anything. It's like the, the dog days. Um, it's really just your and Jake game. Adam, that I really think there's anything like kind of exciting going on. Yeah. I think everything else should be pretty simple. And I mean, Glazers are comfortably close, but it's, I don't, I'm not like paying attention closely to any of those right. things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I expect that I will be tied with Cohen in the standings after this game. <laughs> um, however, I don't really like that. Doesn't, that doesn't worry me. So, all right. Yeah, I, I think that, that that does it for week seven. I mean, looking ahead, there are multiple weeks down the line. Like, the next few weeks are also not that fun. <laughs> so you really, you really went into that thinking you were going to say something exciting. Yeah, I, I always think. I've got – I think I'm just like – you can tell right now, 33 minutes into this episode, that I'm tired of dealing with some of these people in this league. And the the frustration is just boiling inside of me. The the fatigue is really setting in. I don't know if it's me personally just taking things too personally, but I just feel tired. I'm tired of being one in five and nobody accepting my fair offers. I think. Well, fuck off, Will. I think I, I think I said this last week, but I don't know if people listened this far into the episode, um, because it was boring. Um, I. I don't like, I feel like people have put the trade embargo on me. <laughs> well, Ra- Adam, you have to understand that you don't have any like young or high draft picks to trade away. I know. I'm like young, talking. young prospects are high. And, draft and I can't get them when people won't make trades with me. Well, I think that's your problem. Cause I've personally had to deal with that coming from you and not saying you're not trying to like meet my standards, but that's kind of the holdup is I need more than what you're able to give me. I have, I have a, a bunch of first and second round picks, including Salomon's. I have, I have pieces that can make a trade happen. Nobody wants it to happen. It's fucked up and I'm tired of it. Write me a note for your 2026 first rounder. And that'll, that'll go a long way for me. I will you you might if if I if I don't come top three this year I might just give you the rights to my 2026 first <laughs> um I I don't know about you guys I think we should wrap it up it's getting kind of getting kind of late but I I have one more thing to say and then you guys can go ahead but um I just want to congratulate a specific person in the league uh they they achieved their 10th win last week can you guys guess who it is 
Is it Nick Cohen? Cowan. It is Nick Nick Cohen. His tenth career win <laughs> over two and a half seasons. I I'm kind of worried because I'm only two games up on him. So <laughs> he's closing in real fucking fast. So uh, congratulations, Nick. Uh, we're all at double digits now. I think Marco, you lead the pack with like twenty four, twenty five. So yeah. Um, quickly before we before we we cut it here, uh, Marco, you had mentioned something in the chat, and we had mentioned it via text, Will. Um, we do have to come up with a punishment. We do. We can't. We have, let, we've been we very can't lazy. Let, we can't let Heller and Salomon get away with this. Yes, you're right. It, it must be cruel and unusual. We need. We need to punish Ryan for all these 2025 picks. Like, I that just pisses me off. We got to get him. Marco, any ideas? You know, I'd be cool to send him to an Eagles game uh, wearing, a, wearing his Saquon Barkley jersey. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but that's like fun. It can't be fun. Cohen had to write a book report on Cameron's book that I know that he actually read, which is the, the worst part about all of it. I, I loved that book report. It was like so half-assed, but I loved it at the same time. It was half-assed. It, it gave me everything that, I needed to know. The fact that I knew that he read the book made it worth it for me. Yeah, you're right. He proved it, and he, he referenced how some of the characters were named after, like, Syracuse football players or something. Yep. I forget. That was awesome. That, yep. that right. made my night when I read it. Yeah. Um, but we are, we are running long. So, Marco, as we do with every guest, um, the floor is yours. Say what you need to say. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm obviously championship hopeful uh i made a big move um you know adam you're the team that i'm coming for obviously you you kicked me out of the playoffs last year you beat me this year uh you got a you got a really good team uh so does jake but uh you know i'm i'm really trying to win this year and i think i think i have uh, you know a winning team for for the next couple years um including you know having some some young players and and also some veteran, really, really good players. So, you know, I, I think everyone's really, really bullish on this this upcoming draft class. We'll see who does their homework and who doesn't. And uh, I'm I'm looking to I'm looking to win. We know Durs has. That's yeah, we, sure. we know Durs has. Uh, Marco, one thing that you you did a little bit this episode. Um, before we go, can you just call out one person in particular and, and tell them that they're doing a bad job? Sure. Anybody. Um, anybody. Okay. Will, I think, I think you've done a <laughs> terrible job this year. Uh, you have a ton of – so, you know, I guess when we started this, this league, uh, you took the philosophy of I'm going to draft a lot of young, promising players – um, and a lot of them are, and for whatever reason, they're just not meshing and you got to make some moves. Um, you know, I, Deandre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, like they sat, they seemed like really promising pieces, uh, but it might not be in the cards with your team and kind of back to my original point, rebuilding is a lot harder, I think, than people think, mm-hmm. um, and use and winning with really young players. So yeah, yeah, well. You you were definitely a disappointment this year. I absolutely well, that was well. Hey, that was hey, better than I could have ever asked for. It's not my fault. JT is a pussy. Okay, like hey, I can't do anything against that. Well, sometimes when the locker room isn't really meshing, you got to make changes. So your team looks great on paper. It looks great for a dynasty. Sometimes you, you might need to get a little shakeup going. 
Interested and, to see what happens. Interested to see what happens. Let's cut it there. I'm not you letting guys, else speak. No, no, Goodbye. no. Goodbye. No, no. Love you guys. No, you're 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 letting that content build up. You guys are about to find out. That's all I have to say. Oh shit. Fuck around right. and find out. All right. Love you guys. Peace.